good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events, and I just want to give a quick shout out to this uh, this portion supported by Minsure. Can you help? We can help you find plans that cover your prescriptions and save you money. Visit Minsure.org to get started. We got a jam-packed show again. We're going to try uh, hanging out with Rob Fairbanks again of the Res Reporter. We, I think we got the technology figured out. And, of course, it's Tuesday, so we're going to touch base with uh, Nancy Bolio of uh, MN350 and talk about what's happening up in the deep north and all over the place. But, you know, we have news here that uh, you don't hear anywhere else, and I want to lead off the show here, as we always do, with Ogma with the news. So welcome, Ogma. Bonjour, Anin relatives. This is Ogama Ganua Quay with Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. I've got some news and information for you here today. First things first, I want to remind everybody uh, that on January 28th at the Parkway Theater in Minneapolis is going to be the Indian Way Comedy Tour with Johnny R., Trish Cook, and the res reporter Rob Fairbanks. Shows January 28th, 2023. Doors open at 6.30. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Central. If you haven't yet, get your tickets in advance. $14 advanced general admission and $19 at the door. It is an all-ages show. Head on over to parkwaytheater.com and check out their events. Uh, find out NDN Way Comedy. And uh, check out their website and their social media, too. They got a lot of awesome stuff, and they've been uh, keeping track of uh, what's going on with their uh, all-indigenous, all uh Ojibwe comedy troupe. Uh, the troupe consists of Johnny the Ojibwe outlaw Roberts, Trish Cook, and Rob the res reporter Fairbanks. Johnny R has been a comedian for about 10 years and he's performed all over the Midwest and uh, is working on a podcast and a whole bunch of other projects. He tells true tales about the res life and is being completely outnumbered by his kids. Trish is a South Sider who's performed at clubs and venues uh, throughout the North Coast and Trish is an Indian Way. Um, Trish and Indian Way were featured in a Star Tribune article back in October of last year, and she was a finalist uh, in the Funniest Person with uh, the Day Job Contest, which is exciting. And the Res Reporter, Rob Fairbanks, is uh, got his start reporting on the polar vortex from the Leech Lake Nation in central Minnesota. Since then, Rob has performed at clubs and throughout the U.S. and is an especially has an especially fierce uh, social media following, uh, as as you would expect with the uh, Res Report. Uh, we all love to hear the humor, and uh, humor is medicine. So make sure you sign up for that show again, January twenty eighth at the Parkway Theater. Another event I want to remind people about, Saturday, February 11th, is the Intertribal Snow Snake Festival out on uh, La Pointe on Madeline Island in Wisconsin. Um, there's going to be an MC and a warming tent this year, as well as food and drinks at St. John's Church, which is across the street from the track. People are also encouraged to bring additional goods to cook or feed. There'll be a fire. Um, it's going to be so exciting. Um, organizers and participants are also um, maybe offering alternative winter games in and around the Snow Snake Weekend. Um, right now, the challenge is going to be finding your way to the island. Uh, there are three main ways to get to Madeline Island. Check with the first two and then see the status of options uh, close Closer to the time. So Madeline Island Ferry is your first option. Madeline Island Wind Sled is your second option. And then your third option is the ice road from the Bayfield Ferry Landing to La Pointe. Or you could snowshoe, cross country, snowmobile, or dog sled, or walk your way over. Um, registration is on site once you make it to the island. And uh, gas up and buy supplies on the mainland, everybody. Come self-sufficient and be safe. Um, there's 
going to be youth exhibitions and instruction starting at 10 a.m. The student youth row starts at 11 p.m. Men's and women's tracks for 55 plus are at 1 p.m. And men's and women's track for 54 and under is at 3 p.m. Um, if you have questions, uh, make sure to head over to the Intertribal Snow Snake Festival Facebook page. Uh, you can just search Intertribal Snow Snake Festival on Facebook. It will pull up uh, with the information. Really, really exciting. I wish I could be there. Um, I'm not one of those people that uh, has a lot of trust for frozen water, but uh, hopefully we'll have somebody uh, who can give us a little bit more information on that when it is, uh, you know, coming back down. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about too uh, comes from an indigenous artist out of uh, Duluth, Minnesota. Artist Miri Villiard has a request for people on social media. If you have an object or artwork that reflects a story or experience that's related to crisis care, institutionalization, shelter, homelessness, treatment, recovery, etc., or know people that do, she's looking for objects or art to display in a community wall at Waiting for Beds. Um, and the item would be on display from mid-February to April and would include a label with your description of the item. They could be crafts that were made in a facility, artwork or journals, anything that you would be uh, willing to display. She's looking to curate a community space. You can reach out to Miri Villiard at uh, Miri Villiard on uh, social media. It's spelt M-O-I-R-A, but it's pronounced Miri and it's Villiard, V-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. If you're familiar with Aicho up in Duluth, I believe uh, they've done some work up there too. So again, reach out to her on social media and, uh, you know, contribute to that if you can. I know we have a lot of listeners who have that uh, going on. Wanted to just uh, touch a little bit on the Iditarod uh, snow race. Uh, Obviously, that's something that we all tend to hear about every year. But it turns out that this last year or this year, 2023... It's been the lowest number of competitors since the very first Iditarod competition in 1973. And uh, they're going to include uh, five mushers, five Native American mushers in this race. But uh, many of the people who are racing, uh, which is a thousand mile uh, dog sled race from Anchorage to Nome, Alaska, um, they basically say that people are kind of being priced out of this event. Uh, It's becoming harder and harder um, to find places where it is uh, appropriate to uh, train, uh, to take care of the dogs, and uh, those rising costs are really uh, becoming a problem. The uh, Iditarod Dog Race was founded in 1973, and it was to call attention to Alaska's dog mushers heritage and keep it alive, Um, but it's really becoming cost prohibited uh, prohibited according to uh, people that are participating and uh, working and raising sponsorship money is more challenging and uh, people who are competing are hoping that maybe more uh, affluent tribes and tribal organizations maybe could work on supporting competitive mushing through those sponsorships. So um, exciting to see what's happening um, with that as it uh, takes place uh, later on this month in uh, January. Last bit of news here coming out of Canada. The Star Blanket Cree Nation has announced that there have initial findings from ground-penetrating radar at the Quapel Indian Residential School in Labrette, Saskatchewan. And uh, the ground-penetrating radar has located over 2,000 hits, uh, meaning that they believe that there is uh, human remains, uh, specifically the remains of children who attended the Quapel Indian Residential School. Um, currently, the discoveries have yielded a partial piece of a child's jawbone. It's believed to be about 100 years old, if not more. Um, the Labrette Industrial School was in operation from 1884 to 1998 and was one of those final residential schools to close in Canada. Um, as of right now, they don't think there's 2,000 unmarked graves, uh, but they do believe that there are human remains. Um, survivors have been talking about this over the last several decades, that there's been atrocities committed at that school. So uh, we'll keep more on this as uh, there becomes more information. Uh, This is coming in from um, APTN News. Um, One last thing for those of you who are interested in storytelling. 
you're looking for a way to connect back to your roots after hearing uh, some of those really painful stories, uh, Winter Legends, as told by Mary Moose and Joe Sutherland, happening uh, Wednesday and Thursday, tomorrow and the next day, from 5 to 8 p.m. at Drum Hall at the White Earth Tribal and Community College Winter Storytelling. This is a free gathering and is opening to community members, and uh, food will be provided. So head on up there if that's something uh, that you're able to do. Back to you, Robert. Hey, Pini Gigi Ogama. Up next, Nancy Bolio, Bemidji 350, and then uh, the Res Reporter. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why Native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Habitation presents a radio drama To buy or not to buy That is the question Whether tis nobler to compromise And live with a sectional that doth not fit my space Or to take up arms against a sea of mediocrity And by opposing it, to rest to be comfortable, to enjoy the space that is my home. Hi, this is Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Design and host of Drink in the Style. I'd like to personally invite you to our new showroom located in the District of Dina, 7777 Washington Avenue South. Habitation, put some drama into your interior design. Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion's brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Hey, I got Nancy Bolio here, and it's always good. We, we have the res reporter on later, Nancy, so I don't know if we should start being funny or and get ease <laughs> into that, or we should just get a normal report from you. How are you doing today? I, I'm actually doing really good. And, uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Fairbanks is a fellow Leech Laker, uh, yeah, I've got to meet him on a couple of occasions, and yes, he's a very uh, funny guy. So I, I guess I'm I'm feeling good about being up up first today because that's a hard act. Exactly, good guy. But um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, big uh, shout out to him for you know um, being here tonight and um, being who he is because uh, we need some humor every now and then, right, Robert? Oh, definitely, definitely. I try, but you know. I'm only so funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, you know, um, I'm sitting here in my in my vehicle tonight. I was at, at, at the office, and um, I hope to get a better connection to the Wi-Fi. I had some difficulties tonight trying. I, w- I really wanted to show off the office a little bit because it's um, a space that really um, represents the work that we do here in northern Minnesota. So, um, again, you know, I'm Nancy Bolio with Minnesota 350, and I lead some of the treaty work. And, you know, looking at 2023, Robert, and some of the things that we're working on, I'm really excited to um, be in this space and continue the work that we do. I had to do some um, personal reflection to, um, you know, remind myself who I am and, and why we do this work. And, Robert, you know, um, 
I think, again, it's back to following our original instructions, you know, and, and, you know, just showing up in a good way and, and using our voices and thinking about, um, you know, the boarding schools and what this, these colonizers did to us, they took our voice from us and, you know, not just our language, but the voice itself where, you know, we speak for ourselves and, the government, you know, put us in this quasi-sovereign state where we have to ask for permission and we shouldn't have to. But, you know, I, I think my purpose is just, you know, um, just showing people that we have resiliency and, and sometimes we have to, you know, remind ourselves of exactly who we are and, and be a voice for, for all the good things about to happen because I feel nothing but good things, Robert, you know, building those relationships on treaty and, um, you know, ha having um, the support of Minnesota 350 as well, you know, and we have a comms team now, Robert, that's exciting. So yeah, um, yeah we're working on some, um, uh, a web, site where we can really define who we are, you know, how we're going to show up and, you know, as allies, you know, as um, a non-native org, you know, they've, you know, learned through a few mistakes in the past, but I think that, you know, how they've shown up and learned through all this is, is, you know, why I actually feel really good for working for 350 and um, part of being there actually helped shape who I am and how to be in the space that I am today. And it's, you know, I had to step out of my comfort zone. And I heard this um, elder saying the other day, you have to learn how to be, um, how does that go, uh, comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, and and so I think, you know, creating some of these spaces here locally is going to, um, you know, give our, our people the opportunity to, to speak, you know, and, and be heard and develop meaningful treaty relationships with our elected officials right here and right now. Um, we are the first city on the Mississippi. And I think, you know, first and foremost, we should be leading by example and honoring the treaties, you know. And so, um, yeah. And, you know, Robert, did you know there's a, com a very important comment period coming up? Not to change the subject, but I almost forgot about it. No, I didn't. What what uh, comment period on? Well, so, um, oops, sorry about that. Um, the EPA just made a huge announcement um, back in, I think it was November of last year, 2022, during the, um, the White House Tribal Nation Summit. And so the U.S. environment, I'm going to read what I'm, I'm looking at right now. The, mm -hmm. Okay, so Washington, today during the 2022 White House Tribal Nation Summit, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan announced a proposal to revise the federal water quality standards re regulations to better protect tribal rights under the Clean Water Act. With this action, EPA is working to ensure that state and federal water quality standards will protect tribal rights such as the right to fish or gather aquatic plants that are reserved through treaties statues, executive orders, or other sources of federal law. We know wow. that our shared goal of protecting water resources for tribes is strongest and most effective when it's informed by the lived experiences of those impacted by pollution. So, you know, this is good news, Robert, but it's, you know, um, what's really concerning about it, I'm doing a little research and looking to it, that they made this um, it's a comment period and tribal members are allowed to comment. And when you go to the link, there's so much information. It's too much information. Wow. Yeah. And so most of our relatives, including myself, would take a look, see, and we would run south. <laughs> you know, it's and it's like if you're going to be fair and, and he, want to hear from those people that you're trying to protect those rights and I'm saying this ain't a bad thing but they have to get better at um telling us how we can um provide a comment and kind of like in layman's term you know or right. visually teach us how because that's how i learn is more visual you know and um um, so what we're doing at Minnesota 350 and with the help of Renee Kieser, um, who's an environmental scientist and she's a beautiful ally and she's married to one of our brothers from White Earth. But anyway, um, we're kind of going through that um, um, comment period and all that information and we're going to draw out what we can to help our people make comment because as of today, 
there's only 12 comments that have been submitted, and that's not good. And this is across Turtle Island. Wow. Wow. So, um, you know, beginning next week, and then we'll share it with the, the show itself, that we, we get this far and wide. But um, just give us a few more days where we can make this comment period uh, a, a lot more uh, assess, accessible um, to the people. Because that's the biggest part they miss. And you know what? 90 days is not enough day, days to, to get this kind of uh, information in. It's just not fair to us. Well, you know what I like about at least, uh, you know, the very least seeing you out and about, and I've always thought about this, and it's great to have you on the show every week, is that you give me power and other people power listening to you about the treaties, about what's happening, so I can make a comment. So, uh, And then you can direct us, too, to MN350's comment page to get kind of a template. But I just wanted to say that about you uh, personally. I've seen you speak out, and I'm going, Hey, this lady knows what she's talking about. Well, you know, it's again, there's a lot of good support around us. And I think there's a lot of skills and resources that come through. And, you know, it, it's people, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to Renee Kieser. Um, You know, she went back to college um, and, you know, got her degree in, in being an environmental scientist she knows our language, she knows the treaties, and she really gives her heart and soul as a good treaty person to help protect what we need to do to get where we're at. Yeah, that is. And again, you know, any help that a layman, somebody that's working full time, but really is concerned about the water and treaties, um, we, we need all the help we can get. Right. And, you know, and again, it goes back to who we are. We are water, you know, and there is a natural law. And those are, um, you know, everything, what we are, we're, you know, the food that grows on the water, our stories, everything is connected to that. And as women, you know, being water protectors, I, I think it's really critical that, you know, this is what we can do to help give voice to the water is to make comment and you know it also defends who we are you know our culture because that's what treaties intended you know to protect was our way of life and like our elders say what good is our hunting and fishing and gathering right if everything is poison along the way you know right. and this is genocide when they sit there and continue to deny us of these inherent rights um again it's up to the people to find our power and stand up to it in a good way and use these, you know, comment periods as an opportunity to um, speak for the water and defend our treaties collectively. And they say strength in numbers. So, yeah, we're going to do the ugly homework, Robert, and we're going to put it together in a simple way. And we're going to be sure to share it far and wide. Yeah, the ugly homework. I like that. <laughs> That's what it is, right? It is. And, um, oh, my, I'm, I've got a frog in my throat. But before my time is up, I just want to tell people, make sure every day you're making better choices about living a less disposable life and making sure that we um, lead by example by having a less carbon footprint. So there you go. Right, exactly. Hey, you know what? We don't talk a lot about this in these terms, but I know the planet's burning and we have a lot of things going on that in our lifetime we've never seen before and i mean the weather climate change we're all about it and that's why we really support and love having you on the show is that we talk real issues so thanks again nancy you know is there anything you want me to say to the res reporter when we get on or do you want to stay stay on and say hi to him uh, no, I'll, I'll hang out. Yes, of course. I got to check this dude out. And he's always a good guy, you know, and, and thank you for having um, space for him. Right on. We'll be right back with the Res Reporter. You're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. COVID-19 is still here. It's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help you protect yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. Get your booster at the 360 Colburn Clinic, operated by St. Paul Ramsey County Public Health, for a chance to win one of five $500 Visa gift cards. 
Each week in January, a winner will be selected from eligible persons age 5 and up who got their COVID-19 booster. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit RamseyCounty.us slash booster. Hello, Minnesota. This is Tom Hartman, and you can catch me every weekday from 11 to 2 right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's smart radio for smart people. This is Angela Warner for Warner Stellion. And while I'm always proud of the work we do in our community, I'm especially proud of our partnership with Make-A-Wish. With your help, we are donating $50 for each qualifying appliance purchase to Make-A-Wish. Together, we could donate up to $100,000 for Minnesota kids again this year. So I invite you to do good for your family while helping kids' wishes come true during Warner Stellion's Great Give Back. Now through January 23rd, in-store or online at warnerstellion.com. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient self-serve and pre-packaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale, local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 24, then cloudy on Wednesday with a high of 21. The Great Wall has been serving up authentic Peking and Sichuan favorites for over 40 years. The Great Wall is located on France Avenue along the Minneapolis-Edina City Line. Check out their menu at greatwallrestaurant.us. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I want to just give a shout out to uh, the Native American Community Development Institute that supports Native Ritz Radio. Hey, uh, we uh, are waiting for Rob here. I'm wondering, too, uh, I'm going to throw this out there. If you guys want to give a quick call, 952-946-6205. That's 952-946-6205. Hey, and while we're waiting, I'm wondering, you know, if I, I, I feel like I should interview Patrick. I haven't <laughs> talked to Patrick in a long time. And, hey, Patrick, are you on? Hey, Robert, how's it going today? Great. Hey, thanks for jumping in. Uh, you know, I'm the king of ums when it comes to like uh, trying to complete a sentence. No one's like Matt McNeil where he could go a blue streak for 43 minutes and not uh, have a phone call. But I'm going to give that number out again, 952-946-6205. Give us a call here while we're waiting for the res reporter. Hey, I want to ask you, how long have you been working for uh, a- 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 AM950? I actually just started my third year. It was uh, officially my third year about 10 days ago. I just started after the new year in 2020. So then that was a lot of fun because then things kind of went off the rails a couple months after that. 
Yeah, definitely. And I know you do other work, too. You work in high school sports, right? Yep, I am a broadcaster. So our portfolio, and I guess I should actually back up a little bit. I'm an independent contractor. So I have a number of people who call me a lot of times. I can say, yes, I can do this. There are other times, no, I can't because I already have another game or my production duties here at AM 950. But uh, no, one uh, our primary company I work for... Um, has a number of hockey schools in its portfolio. It's a lot of the really major ones here in the Twin Cities area, like Edina, Minnetonka, Wyzetta, Eden Prairie. So I get a we go we get a lot of really big important games. It's really exhilarating, and then occasionally I'll get a call about uh, some of these other companies that I do contract work for as well, asking if I can come out and help out once in a while. So. Uh, I feel very fortunate. I've got a lot of people who want me to help out. You know, some I can help out more than others, depending on my schedule. But it's 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 really nice right now. Yeah, it's interesting too. Uh, do you work weekends at the at the station too? Every other weekend, so uh-huh. I can fit in hockey Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening if I need to be in. But fortunately, Sunday not really a problem either way. So what do you think of the progressive uh, station here? Uh, You know, we're on Civic Media Network all over Turtle Island, but also uh, with AM 950 here, there is a lot of a variety of shows, uh, especially in the weekend. What, what, uh, you know, they've been on for a while, too. I I was going to ask you what's your favorite show, but um, it's a potpourri of a lot of things, right? No, it absolutely is. Saturday morning we have uh, Lori Fitz with Connections Radio that's 9 a.m. here on AM 950 and uh, they'll just kind of talk about you know topics that kind of try to just get your mind moving a little bit and you know just you know live your best life and then at uh, noon Saturdays we've got Living Healthy with Ken Hagland he'll talk about and all the ways you can live your best life, especially if kind of you've got an older family member maybe you're a little older and you're kind of starting to think about some of those decisions to be made you know about you know the the future that's a great show he's got a lot of great guests about you know preserving your best life as you kind of get up there and uh of course then uh got the best of native words radio at one o'clock saturday afternoon saturday night we've got paul metz's wall of power radio hour you don't want to miss that he does all these great interviews with musicians journalists uh authors if you really like Bob Dylan, you'll love Paul's show. Yeah, and he what did he buy Bob Dylan's house or something? I, I'm trying to figure this out. What do you know the connection up there? And Paul's been a an unbelievable artist here in the Twin Cities in the five state area for I want to say forty years. Yeah, Paul bought Bob Dylan's childhood home in Duluth. That's what? kind of amazing. Well. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't know if he bought it or he just uh, rents it out, but that that's where that's where he relocated to. We miss having him in the studio. He was an absolute joy to, you know, record with every Tuesday, but I know he's certainly enjoying himself up in Duluth and great when we do get uh a new show from him to put on air for you. Yeah, he has uh he he knows so many people over the years uh musician wise and i know he knows winona leduc so there's a lot of crossover there he knows a lot of the native american uh he's been supporting the fight and part of the fight for many years too uh so yeah he's always a great listen um listening to and we got don who love really loves ellie uh ellie 2.2.0 yeah, Ellie, that's Saturday mornings at 10. You can also catch her on Sunday afternoons as well if you can't listen Saturday morning. Sometimes she sneaks in a live show now and then. You certainly don't want to miss those. You can have the chance to call in and talk to Ellie. She loves hearing from her listeners. Of course, doesn't always get to do it live, but absolutely loves when she gets to be live, and she loves hearing from you. So make sure not to miss an episode because you never know. You might catch her. Yeah, definitely. And just to back up to, uh, you were talking about, uh, the show that previously was on our show. And, uh, three years ago when you started, we, we, uh, Native Ritz Radio has grown so much. We used to be on Saturday for two hours and, uh, we used to come to the studio before we had our own studio and, um, 
I, I would love listening to that show beforehand. As a matter of fact, Wendy, who at the time was a, a, pharmac- for, a pharmacist in the HIV clinic at the University of Minnesota, would call in once in a while. And what was the name of the show again? Oh, sorry. I think I might have missed the question. I was trying to work on getting Rob on the phone, but uh, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. No problem. We'll edit this out on the best of, but I, I feel like this is going to be one of the best ofs because you're a good uh, interviewee. Um, so, no, I was saying, uh, what was the name of the show on Saturday at noon again? Oh, Living Healthy and Aging Well. That's with Ken. He's a, he's a great guy, great guest, and you'll certainly... Uh, brings a lot of great information to the table that's noon saturdays on am 950 yeah and we uh used to uh be on live afterwards and what i was saying is wendy would call uh because there was stuff right up her alley and um he he, it's it's a very good show i think very informative for us uh older folks that are like you said trying to live a, a good life here um so sundays well I want to say this, too. There's a show on AM 950 that's called Ghost Box Radio. Um, Do you get a chance to produce that show? I do. It is an absolutely exceptional program with Greg Bakken talking about, you know, things like ghosts and aliens and Bigfoot. But he presents it from a point of view that's accessible to everyone, whether you believe in that sort of stuff or not. If you know, you just want to take a listen because, you know, Greg's not the kind of guy who's... You know, he doesn't just blindly believe stuff. He 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 will be skeptical about things that he doesn't believe have any merit to them. So that's what I think makes him such an exceptional, exceptional host about these topics that kind of, frankly, are controversial to many people out there who will, ah, that's all kind of hooey. But I think Greg does a great job of kind of straddling that balance of, you know, this, you know, he'll tell you... I think this is real, but, you know, he'll evaluate other situations, tell you, no, I think that's, you know, I think that's all junk. You know, uh, I don't know if you're old enough, but I used to uh, love Art Bell, so I really love uh, Ghost Box. Um, Did you ever listen to Art Bell? I kind of vaguely recollect something about, I think his show would be on TV on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel very late at night when I was a kid. At least the reruns of it. I didn't, I didn't oh. watch it because I think what would probably happen was they would probably show reruns of Star Trek on the Sci-Fi Channel <laughs> when I was young, and then uh, after those they'd have Coast to Coast on TV, right. and that's probably how I remember that. Well, he was fun, and uh, it. it uh, it was called Coast to Coast, and that's still out there now, but it's almost like a right-leaning show when I listened to it. And it was a lot of fun because he would, uh, you know, he'd, be, he'd start at midnight here in the, tw- in the Midwest, and uh, he would, uh, one show he'd just throw out there. He had interesting guests, and he was a really good interviewer, but he'd throw out there, all right, anyone that's been abducted by an alien, give me a call tonight. And, um <laughs> and I, you know, I it one of the that was one of the things that really uh, turned me on to radio was uh, Art Bell because of his, his uniqueness. And I think uh, AM nine fifty and Civic Media has so much uniqueness um, for people to listen to. And I, I hope we fill that need too because the guests definitely um, drive my show. And that's why I really appreciate you talking to me and the guests not on tonight. Because uh, I think uh, it's important to to give our producers uh, some time, too, to talk. And I know uh, Brett uh, has had his own radio show on AM 950, and he also does segments at Mac, in Matt McNeil's show. And I know you do broadcasting because I've heard a couple of your uh, your broadcasts as uh, just in hockey. Um, so it, it's, it's fun. Uh, it's informative uh and i feel good after i listen to a show uh on civic media network and am 950 absolutely and we absolutely are very grateful we know you fill a void out there certainly for communities that have historically been well frankly trampled on over and over for 500 years and you give them a voice and a way to lift them up and you know, prove who they really are and what they stand for and fight the battles that have to be fought. And we're all very appreciative for that. And we're glad that we get to be a part of, you know, things that 
no, people don't hear anywhere else, as you like to say, when Ogama comes on with their news every night. This is content you don't hear anywhere else. Right, exactly. And uh, the, with this last minute here, and hopefully you can hold on for me for the last segment, too, because I think this is this is one of those award-winning shows that we should probably uh, designate to, for an Emmy. But I just want to give a quick shout-out to the, the, Res Daw, uh, the Res Reporter. He's going to be... In January 28th at the Parkway, it's an all-ages uh, all ages comedy troupe, and we'll talk a little bit more about that and talk a little bit more about uh, progressive radio here, and I appreciate that uh, talk. And I'm going to ask you, too, uh, what are the, some of the things that you've learned from our guests here on Native Roots Radio over the years? So I just want to say we'll be right back after this short break. And I'm here with Patrick, and we're talking. We're just having a conversation here on Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org. Thanks to everyone who supported AM950 for the last three years. Good news! The AM950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota and important progressive dates. If you sign up to become a member with a one-time $50 membership or recurring monthly membership of $10, you'll receive a 2023 AM950 calendar as a thank you gift. Go to am950radio.com to become a member and receive a calendar. That's am950radio.com. Thank you so much for supporting AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Ho! Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, as you heard, uh, this portion's uh, supported by Howling for Wolves, uh, protecting wolves for future generations, and that's what uh, an, a native way here for sure. Uh, we have many tribes over uh, Turtle Island, including uh, my tribe, Ho Chunk Nation, which um, our clan we have wolf clan, so um, very important to us. Uh, also, I'm here, you know, with Patrick and. You know, Patrick, we don't have much time to talk in, in we talk only business, but I know, like you said, you've been working for three years here on uh, AM 950. What uh, what do you think uh, some of the, the things that you've learned as a white person uh, about natives through the show? Because we've had just a potpourri of guests, whether it's comedians, TV personalities, politicians, um you know, like a Nancy who's, you know, boots on the ground, uh, activist. We've had it all here, Patrick. And uh, so what, what, what stands out in your mind when, you, when you've listened to our show in years past? Well, I kind of think one of the things that comes to mind first is just the, you know, the, the beauty of 
of native life is presented so well on this show that, you know, in ways that, you know, I certainly had never been knowledgeable about being a white person who's lived in the Twin Cities my, you know, my entire life, except for college. I'm, you know, I got to be the guy who says I can't definitively say I met a native person until, until I went to college for the first time. And, you know, I, I think it's really great to, you know, be a part of, I don't want to say be a part of, it doesn't sound like the right word I'm trying to think of, but, you know, learning about, you know, yes, there are, there are struggles, there are major struggles, and, you know, with white people, we need to do so much better, and we need to learn, we need to understand what it is that, that we've done, and continue to do, and be more educated, and, and all of those things, but, you know, just the, the beauty of, you know, native cultures that, you know, there are so many, so many different peoples all with their own beautiful traditions and customs. And, uh, but they all understand that there's a time to push back against, you know, the things like the pipelines and, you know, violating treaties that, you know, people come into office and say, oh, we're going to, you know, respect and uphold these things. And they don't. And it's, you know, like, like, uh, I know I'm trying to remember one of your ads, you know, we invite all people to, you know, walk with us through our triumphs and our struggles. And, you know, I think there are, there are a lot of those, uh, you know, like I said, there are, there are a lot of struggles, but you know, that there are the triumphs too. Yeah. Wow. Really well said. Um, yeah, well said. And that's what we're we're trying to do. And I know um, it's kind of putting you on the spot because I know in the background, too, you're doing a lot of work at the Mother Station uh, as the producer of the show. And, um, I, you know, after three years, I'm sure you have listened to a few segments. What, you know, who do you have? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. You're going to really have to think. Do you have any favorite... Uh, uh, people that we've interviewed. And I know uh, Don just put up uh, free Leonard Peltier, and I was shocked to be able to talk to Leonard Peltier. But do you have anybody that sticks out in your mind, whether it's a regular or um, a, a guest that we just got out of the clear blue? <laughs> it was certainly very, uh, you know, when we had the cast of Rutherford Falls on, I know that was very emotional for you. Also, the uh, the cast of Reservation Dogs. Those were some of my favorite guests to listen to because I think that kind of, I think that kind of goes to my point that you know, yes, there are lots of tough times, but you know, you have people kind of trying to find the humor in it and just trying to push their way through, and you know, hear you know the positive aspects of you know some of the things that maybe aren't so good, but you know, it's the way that we're just going to push through them is with humor. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome too, and it's a good point. And I just want to, um, you know, let our allies out there, and also I'm talk I'm speaking to the choir of the, of the natives that are listening. Is that native people are some of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, and a lot of that uh, comes from uh, deep down the pain and uh, of, like you said earlier, 500 years of. Uh, of uh, uh, struggle with us. And, um, hey, Patrick, I wonder if uh, you you can cue up uh, Lieutenant Governor and we can maybe just play uh, a couple minutes of her that we played. Uh, geez, it was yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> it seemed like a long time ago. I know, right? <laughs> but um, play play that and we'll, we'll end the show with some good words from the Lieutenant Governor because I always love the fact those guests to uh, Leonard Peltier and the, the politicians that are are doing a good thing for our community that are looking like, you know, when I was teaching in high school, I, I would always thank them because uh, my native kids have somebody that looks like them that are in places that we normally weren't. So I, I wonder if you mind uh, uh, posting uh, that uh, uh Peggy, uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan's piece from yesterday. Yeah, no problem. Um, I have it ready to play right now as well as we close out the show tonight. As uh, Robert had said, we had a, a Lieutenant Governor on here yesterday. She's a, um, um, a citizen of White Earth Nation from northwestern Minnesota. Of course, the 
Lieutenant Governor, and we were very pleased to get an update. And Robert, you said we're going to be getting a couple up. We're getting a couple of regular updates from her, hopefully going forward. Yeah, every two weeks we're hoping, and if something's coming up, uh, we've uh, left the door open for coming on anytime. All right, so we're going to do an encore presentation of yesterday's visit with uh, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan. That's going to close out Native Ritz Radio tonight, and of course, I'll let you finish things out, Robert, before we head into our encore with Lieutenant Governor. Hey, perfect. Thanks again, Patrick, and thanks again, Nancy and Ogama, and let's take a listen, and thank you so much, Patrick, for uh, helping me uh, go through these uh, last few segments. You were awesome. Thanks again. Thank you for having me with you tonight. Buju, this is Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and I'm joining Native Roots Radio with an update from the Walls Flanagan administration. It was an absolute honor of a lifetime to be sworn in for a second term with my friend and favorite coworker, Governor Tim Walls. Our inauguration was really incredible. Our ceremony was the first in Minnesota history to feature honor guards from all 11 tribal nations. I was also honored to join the first ever round dance in the Capitol Rotunda on the first day of the legislative session. We celebrated the members of our amazing Native Caucus, and I literally felt the energy shift in that space from the drum and the dancing. It's a new day here in Minnesota. It was a powerful way to start our second term in a good way. Governor Walls and I are committed to building strong government-to-government relationships with the 11 tribal nations that share geography with Minnesota. And so to that end, we worked in partnership with tribes to codify tribal consultation and law. We established a tribal state relations office that's housed in the governor's office, led by our executive director, Patina Park. And we work to fund indigenous education for all because every student deserves to see themselves reflected in their classroom and every student deserves to learn Minnesota's full history. And while it shouldn't take an Ojibwe woman in office to do better by our 11 sovereign tribal nations and our urban native communities, I'm incredibly proud that a significant part of mine and the governor's legacy is building a lasting infrastructure to keep doing it right long after we leave office. So as we begin the 2023 legislative session, we're leading with a vision of making Minnesota the best state in the nation to raise a family, no matter your background or your zip code. So that means historic investments in education, universal school meals, paid family and medical leave, mental health resources, affordable housing, and so much more. And we're already seeing legislation move towards the governor's desk. Last Thursday, he signed a tax conformity bill, which will provide some relief for Minnesotans with student loans and our small businesses and live entertainment venues that were hit hard during the pandemic. Over the next two weeks, the governor and I will roll out our 2023 budget. We'll include proposals centered around children and families, education, health and safety, protecting our earth and our water, expanding economic opportunity, cutting taxes for the middle and lower class Minnesotans, and lowering costs for Minnesotans across the board. We have a historic opportunity to accomplish